Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey everybody, I'm Robert. And we're the Film Flamers. And it's time for a hot take episode. I feel like we haven't had one in a while because no. the whole world has stopped, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least like movies in the theater have stopped, which is primarily what our hot take episodes are. So we've been all stuck inside and me, I've been stuck inside surrounded by the cold. And so what better than to be an escapist and watch a film where everyone's stuck inside surrounded by the cold? Uh, yeah. So off topic on that, but um, so like Snowmageddon, May Snowmageddon 2020, is that happening for you right <laughs> no, now? Or no, what? I think that's like an upstate New York thing. <laughs> I think we got bypassed, but it is. It is a nice and balmy 46 degrees out there right now. Fuck you, 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, you're right. So yes, balmy 46 degrees and then watching a movie with just banks and banks of snow. (laughs) So The Lodge is actually a 2019 psychological horror film. Um, Of course, it went in the theaters for a hot second before all this kind of went down and then it was released. And so we were able to watch it for you. And it's directed by Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala, who are the team behind, um, I guess, good night mommy and the field guide to evil. Neither of which I've seen. Uh, I've seen both of those. Oh, did you like the field guide to evil? Uh, I mean, I liked certain stories of it, you know? So these people just did one, um, one section of the anthology, right? Because it's all from around the world, different like folk tales and things like that. So I mean, like it was hit or miss, but yeah, okay. I really, really liked Good Night, Mommy. I think that's a fantastic movie. Okay, so yeah. this movie stars Riley Coe, none other than the granddaughter of Elvis Presley himself. Thank you for saying that too, because I have been looking at the IMDb page and stuff, and I was like, how do you say her actress's fucking name? <laughs> I was just like, cough, Riley. Yeah, cough? it might be. There's, there's, you know, a, a bounty of vowels in that last name, but I yeah. think it's Coe, and Jaden Martell from It fame, I guess, mm-hmm. and Leah McHugh and Alicia Silverstone, which I. I miss, and I was glad to see her in this, along with Richard Armitage. Um, the biggest thing I know him from was like the Hobbit movies. He played Thorin Oakenshield. Yeah, I, uh, he really didn't look very familiar to me when I was watching this movie, but um, he's kind of kind of handsome. So uh, yeah, the Lodge is sort of about. Um, well, let's just see what it says on IMDb. It says assumed to be stepmom is snowed in with her fiance's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. Yeah, and so the the background to this is the kids' original mom killed herself. You know, the her their their parents, their mom and dad had separated, were getting a divorce. Their father had found this new woman who he wants to get married to. And so Alicia Silverstone, of course, is the mother who kills herself at the beginning of the film. And, you know, a number of months pass after that. Um, maybe even like I forget how much it was like a month or a year or something like that. And they're going to celebrate Christmas in this remote cabin. Of course, the father has to go away on business for a couple of days and is going to leave them to bond with their new soon to be stepmother. So that is the setup. And I think it's safe to say, just like in most film flamers, hot take episodes, there will be spoilers from this point out. Yeah. 
So this has this movie has like all the trappings of what you love. It's holiday horror yeah. with a small cast in a confined space. I know. So I, I can tell on your face that you have this little like look of disgust <laughs> on it. I mean, so I'm pa- guessing that, that you're not a huge fan. <laughs> on paper, the movie sounds great, right? I mean, and like the buzz for this movie was incredible. It played at Sundance and create it garnered all this buzz. And then it seemed like the film release was like almost a full year after people saw it at Sundance. And yeah. I mean, it, it was just something that I really, really wanted to see for all of these reasons. Cause I was like, this, you know, is the kind of movie that I really dig. Well, it has a 73% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a consensus um, that reads, Led by an impressive Riley Coe performance, The Lodge should prove a suitably unsettling destination for fans of darkly atmospheric horror. And, you know, by and largely, I did like the movie. You know, I just, um, I had a few issues with it that kept me from liking it a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I think that my problems kind of outweighed the things that I liked about it, you know? But that consensus is right. I think when talking about The Lodge, we need to talk about Riley Coe quite a bit because I think that her performance in this movie was just amazing, you know? Yeah. And in her character, you know, it, nothing simple. Nothing can be simple, I guess, you know? So I guess the, I, I'm putting it together that the father is kind of like a psychological like novelist or a psychologist himself of some kind because he's written a number of books and his eldest son has actually read them. And so one of his subjects in one of those books is uh, Riley Coe's character, who he ends up, of course, wanting to marry. And she was, as a girl, the last surviving member of a suicide death cult. Uh, so she is the only one uh, that survived that. Her father was the was the cult leader, right? And so, you know, in the trailer and stuff, we're kind of led to believe that not all is what it seems – and that, you know, that she might be sleepwalking and, uh, and doing weird things, you know, to the kids and inside their lodge, you know, and, and I don't know. I, I, I think that the trailer was fairly clever, but I don't know. There's, there's, there's kind of a, I guess, a twist in this film, but I saw it coming from like the beginning of the movie. Oh, so yeah. I, like miles and miles away from like the twist ending. I was just like, okay, I see what's going on, you know? Yeah. And so I, I wonder because, okay, and here's the huge spoiler is that, um, and so if you, if you want to be surprised, I guess, by this movie, stop now and go watch it. But mm-hmm. the spoiler is that the kids, of course, blame her for their mother's death just from her being there, I guess they don't really delve into that psychological turn at all. Um, you know, and the father doesn't really deal with it like he should, but anyway, the, the kids basically come up with a plan to basically gaslight this, this chick into oblivion and utilize her history that they read in their father's book about her and things that they found online to terrible effect on her mental psyche right and so they're they basically systematically tear apart her sanity in this um in this movie and it's like kind of terrible to watch 
Yeah, I mean, so I mean, she was already obviously had some mental problems, right? Or at the very least, a lot of PTSD mm-hmm. from her experiences as a kid. She was on medication that she's hiding even from the kids' father, right? And, you know, she's on a very thin thread as it is, and she's put into a really stressful situation of, you know, trying to bond or create a relationship with these children that she'll soon be the stepmother to. And she was doing a good job. She confronted yeah. the, the kid when she... You know, he was just giving her the cold shoulder and he was like, and she's just like, we need to talk, you know, mm-hmm. uh, even after seeing that he'd kind of like spied on her in the bathroom, you know, yeah, he was <laughs> like, a definite was, creeper. You know? Yeah. And but yeah, I mean, I thought that she acted very maturely. I think that, you know, she was acting like an adult in the situation, but also like childlike enough to get that girl to bond with her dog and things like that. And I was yeah. like, she's really trying, you know, and while, you know, I called the the twist a little early in my brain where I, I knew the kids had to have something behind all this, mm-hmm. you know, the more that I was watching it, the angrier I got at those two fucking kids. Yeah. And I was just like, this movie is not pleasant at all, <laughs> you know? And Well, I feel like, like that twist was revealed before it actually happened with one scene. And that was a scene where they were both whispering in front of the dollhouse, setting everything up and planning everything out. Yeah. And it was so obvious. They tried to, I, I could, I feel like they were thinking they were clever and doing it just enough to like make you remember that. But I knew as soon as I saw that, that the shit was going to go down and those kids were going to, you know, do a better watch out and better watch out. Did it better <laughs> as far oh, as a twist. Yeah. Completely know? agree. But honestly, uh, if they, I feel like if they had taken that scene out, I would have been guessing a lot more, you know, just that one five or 10 second scene. And that's all they show just like revealed the whole thing for me. And it obviously revealed it for you too. Yeah. So that part coupled with when that kid was packing and he was packing the most ridiculous things to take to Christmas vacation, right? Like votive candles and a framed picture that you can't see. It's turned upside down. I was like, why is he packing the picture turned upside down? We're not supposed to see what it is. And I was just like, okay, you know, like obviously this is what's going on, you know? And, I mean, like, I'm not saying that their their plan wasn't sort of ingenious, you know, yeah. and it was sort of fun to watch it unfold, you know, but I was really, yeah. I was really, <laughs> well, I was really starting to like that character of Grace a lot. And I mean, like, because you start, you can't really like that woman at the beginning of the movie because no. we're dealing with Alicia Silverstone's suicide. And that was traumatic enough for me. To, I, I messaged you like right after I started watching it. And I was like, the fuck? I was just like, I thought she was going to be in it for longer and yeah. whatever. And, and so, but like, I don't know. I think it, it got right around to the point where that kid was hanging himself in the stairwell like you faking his hanging and talking to her at the same time. Did that fool and you, you for like a fucking second at all? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, cause I, I mean, cause by then, you know, I think that we, at least you and I knew what was going on. And I was like, he's found a way to rig it up or whatever. And I was like, these kids are actually kind of smart, but, or they just know how to use the internet really well. And, um, but when he's like screaming at her saying, see, see, we're already dead. And you could like see her like mental capacity just like flying away. <laughs> and I was just like, this movie's mean. This is a really mean like 
just I just didn't feel good watching it yeah. at all. You know what I mean? And the the movie was like an emotional roller coaster for me. At first I was interested, then I was depressed, then I was bored and depressed, and then mm-hmm. I was angry and depressed, and then I was resigned and nihilistic, and then I became delighted for a little bit, and then I was finally <laughs> resigned again at the end. This movie <laughs> is a wet Grinch salad. <laughs> that is the best review of this movie I could possibly ever hope to read or hear. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just don't know where to place my emotions on it, really. I mean, like, I experienced lots of those things. By the end, you're just hoping these kids just burn in hell, right? Yeah, for real. And finally, like... And and that had to be like, what's the worst thing you can do without actually physically hurting the kids on screen? Because they're not brave enough to fucking do that, like some other films are. Um, you know, she actually ends up killing their father when he finally comes, right? And that's the big kind of moment of this movie that everything kind of builds to. And so she kills the father and in front of them. And, you know, and they that's basically what they have wrought, you know? And I was literally like scream yelling and clapping when she shot him and killed him. And I'm like, I don't know that that's, that's what the filmmakers really wanted to happen. You know, I'm like, yay, these kids have to like deal with something horrible now because of what they've done. And I didn't want the dad to die, but you know what? It got it to the kids a little bit. So fuck them. And I was happy, and then I got completely nihilistic after that and resigned for yeah. the end of the movie. Because they don't actually show, they imply that the kids are going to die. But they don't show anything, and it just kind of goes to black. Yeah, I think we can infer our own like thoughts into there, though. But the one part in the movie that I actually like made a little scream out loud, right, was when she was holding the gun to her own head, right, right before she shot the dad. Mm. And it didn't go off, yeah. right? And I was just like, oh! You know, when the gun didn't go off, you know? And so I was just like, oh shit, she's going to shoot someone else now. You know what I mean? It's just the movie got way, way too predictable for me in many, many different places. And I mean, it's, and it's not to say that it's not a good movie. This movie is very well made. I think it's well shot. Right when I when it ended, I was just like, I don't know whether I want to give this a one star or a five star because yeah. the atmosphere was nailed, the tone was nailed, acting oh, yes. is superb. Yeah, you know everything was done so technically well. Like all the directing choices were actually fairly good. Like we actually don't see her character until the kids do when she turns around from that seat. She's always yep. like silhouetted and everything else. There's a or lot of really interesting behind. yeah visual storytelling going on, and not everything is explained. Like was was that cup of you know hot cocoa that the kid finally gave her to you know um make peace was that like drug fueled you know did he actually drug her which is likely you know like there's a lot of stuff that's not fully explained and i like that so there was a really there was a lot of really good choices made i think but at this at the same time at the end of the day this movie principally made me bored depressed and angry <laughs> yeah and i was all those things too and, and in fact i was very bored Watching this movie because I I'm trying to quit smoking right now and I took like I took like five or six cigarette breaks <laughs> in an hour and a half long movie. I was like, well, it's been ten minutes. Let me pause it and go smoke a cigarette. You know, I was just like, because e- either I was bored with it or I was like feeling a certain way and I was like, I don't want to feel this way right now. You know, yeah. and I part of me wondered if it was. If this is just not the greatest film to watch when you're like stuck in quarantine and you're surrounded by all this stuff and it's just way too depressing. And if it had been a nice, fluffy, delightful, sunny summer day, if I would have enjoyed going to the movies and watching this a lot more than I did right now. Yeah. So who knows? Um, I would love to revisit this film eventually. It's I think it's interesting enough. Um, you know, <laughs> 
I, I was bored for probably like the second act just because it takes a little bit for, for things to start moving once they get into the lodge. And then after that, I wasn't really bored again, but I, f- I feel it, like if I know that it, that's coming, that I'm going to be less bored, maybe I don't know. But I, th- I feel like if I'm in a better headspace and the world's in a better headspace, this film could be enjoyed a little bit more. Maybe I will watch it again for Riley Coe's performance. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that there, I think there were some subtleties in that performance that I missed. Obviously, because I took a lot of breaks, you know, and I think having known like what to expect going back into the movie, right? Like prepare yourself for a little boredom and depression and anger. <laughs> then, yeah, I can sit there and see. And I also think that there were some like filmmaking choices that I'd like to see again, yeah. too, you know, and but um, yeah, those kids, man, make yourself some some snacks or some things that you can just like eat your feelings with, you know, something that'll go nicely with a wet Grinch salad <laughs> and you'll be good to go. <laughs> Don't watch it like too drunk or anything. <laughs> I mean, like, just don't do any of those things. Just yeah, you have to expect what you're going to expect. You know, I did like at the end that it was it was it was depressing and angering, you know, and nihilistic and everything else. But at the same time, the kids kind of got what was coming to them. But it's so hard right now to watch, especially after like the Invisible Man did it so much better like a massive takedown of a woman through gaslighting like this is right. difficult to watch as it is. Um, I love the, uh, the emotional payoff at the end of invisible man more than I do here where it's a little bit more ambiguous and the payoff isn't large enough to really satisfy what has happened over the space of this film to this woman, you know? So it's difficult to really recommend it. I do like, too, that this movie is really, really subtle when it comes to the horror, right? I mean, like, this is a thriller, right? I guess we could call it, right? It's definitely horror adjacent. I wouldn't throw Mm. it directly into the horror category, really. And I think it was marketed as such, you know, and that's also pretty clever. But Oh, it's. I would say it's definitely a psychological horror, certainly. Yeah, I think I think I need to watch it again, you know, for sure. But it's going to be many, many, many months before I do that. A lot of people were saying this movie was very original, and I just don't think it is. I think it takes a lot of things from other films, like The Shining or even The Thing, oh, yeah. which they show in the film um, for interesting reasons. And then also, you know, we, we get like the dollhouse again, and it just film kind of does remind me of Hereditary. And we get you know, the evil painting and, you know, the, the questions of whether something supernatural is happening. And, you know, I I feel like with a little bit of editing, this film could have been a little bit more like on a keep you guessing place. And that would have made it more interesting to me. Yeah. And I have to agree. And I agree with what you said about it. Like it, it definitely pays homage to some horror movies. This is a horror movie that likes horror movies, you know? And I mean, there's lots of the shining in it, you know, and, and I, I don't know, how original it is i think we've seen kids do bad things before you know and and yeah and all those other films that it that it kind of reminds me of do it better yeah you know so i don't know i mean but like always you know we the film flamers encourage you to go watch a movie and decide for yourselves right so let's talk about our ratings on this so out of five stars what would you rate the lodge a one and a five so i'm gonna have to go right in the middle and say two and a half or three I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I gave it three stars just because I think that, I mean, it's it's a well-made movie. It's pretty to look at. Performances are great. I mean, I think the, the main three performances in this movie are very good. They killed the dog. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, animals are dying. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, 
<laughs> and that's a really upsetting moment too. She's like oh, sitting on that porch, getting frostbitten, holding the dog. I was like, God, this movie is so depressing and boring. And I'm just like, God. I really wanted her to, at that point, to just be like, she saw the dog, and the dog was dead. That should have broken the illusion right there, right? That they're not already fucking dead. And then she should have just started terrorizing them through some sort of psychological warfare because he showed his hand. He, he, he tried to go outside and he was like, uh, so all of this was a like fake. It was a joke. We faked it. Sorry. You know, he tries to make, make it better because he knows she's going to die out there frostbite. And I, that's another thing that I don't really believe is like, what was their end goal here to make her go crazy and then point at that and to their dad and say, hey, you can't date her. She's crazy or actually kill her. I feel like right from the start, they're trying like this cascading levels of, you know, attempts on her life and sanity right from the beginning with the fishing hole. I feel like the that could have been easily a part of their plan was to, you know, lure her to that fucking fishing hole to drown. It was just a happy accident. But I mean, (laughs) yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know if they wanted her to die or commit suicide or what. I mean, because that's real fucking bleak. Right. But um, I mean, because for all we know, those kids could be one of like let the punishment fit the crime sort of people or whatever. Mm -hmm. But either way, I mean, like either either she was going to leave crazy, kill herself crazy. She wasn't going to marry their dad, which I think is what they wanted the most. They didn't seem to have any problems with their dad, you know. But you know what? They ended up messing with something they didn't quite understand, you know, and they become victims to it, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and talking about that scene where you thought she would snap out of it, where she was holding the dog and that the boy comes out and he's wearing his coat again. So he's nice and warm. And he's like, oh, come inside. Please come inside. We were just pretending. I really wanted her to like just backhand the <laughs> motherfucker. You know what I mean? And be like, now you shut up. <laughs> and so, that's not what we got. <laughs> so, yeah. I wanted I wanted her to like look up the camera right after like the duct tape and everything else and then go just kidding I know just pretending <laughs> and the dad to like pick himself off of the floor all saw style <laughs> Jesus just scared the fuck away. out of those kids <laughs> uh, anyway whatever we digress yeah do so, a little fan um, fiction now <laughs> so that's the lodge y'all. <laughs> a delightful film <laughs> for the whole family <laughs> and i know a lot of people like this movie a lot you know and so but i think it's sort of in the middle right i mean either people hate it or they love it you know and so and we're in the middle of those people i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're like a conundrum wrapped in a riddle and thrown in a lodge i don't know <laughs> Anyway, if you've seen The Lodge and it's streaming on Hulu currently, so go check it out. Let us know what you think about the movie and our little hot take of it. You can do that on social media at The Film Flamers on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can email us at tiredqueens at filmflamers.com or call us on our hotline at 972-666-7733. Leave your voicemail and we will play it on the air on the next Shooting the Flames episode and respond to it. Also on Shooting the Flames episodes, we like to mention our patrons and reviews so head over to patreon.com slash the film flamers we can find all of our bonus content and early access to episodes like this one uh, for as little as two dollars if you happen to be listening to this episode on apple Podcasts or itunes head over and give us a five-star review and write us a little snippet about why you like our podcast and we'll read that on shooting the flames as well stay tuned for next week when we deep dive into the ghost and the darkness Ooh, 
I still haven't I haven't watched it yet for the podcast. I want it to be fresh in my mind mm-hmm. because this is going to be a first watch for me, and I'm super excited. That doesn't get to happen very often. Yay! Until... Yay! It's less depressing than this one. <laughs> There's lions, right? That's not depressing. There's kitties. Yeah, and you're in the, <laughs> and the open air, not trapped at all by a quarantine. Yeah, I think one day off mic, you and I need to have a conversation comparing The Lodge and Midsummer. You know what I mean? No, that seems like a bad idea, too. Forget <laughs> it. I'm done talking about The Lodge. Guys, we really appreciate all the listens and the support. And um, until next week's episode, where we talk about those big, lovable kitties. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> Pick lovable kitties. <laughs> I mean, that's what I imagine they are. I can see them in my head right now, like playing with a ball of yarn and just like tossling with Val Kilmer. And I'm like, oh, how cute. Well, that <laughs> remains to be about, seen, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very horror adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <sighs>